Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Hello, I'm Josh Whittacombe. And I'm Rob Beckett. Welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell, the show in which Rob and I discuss what it's like to be a parent during lockdown, which... I would say, can be a little tricky. (laughs) So, in an effort to make some kind of sense of the current situation... And to make me feel better about my increasingly terrible parenting skills... Each episode we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how well they're coping. Or hopefully not. And we will be hearing from you, the listener, with your tales of lockdown parenting woe. Because let's be honest, none of us know what we're doing. Hello, you are listening to Lockdown Parenting Hell with... Can you say Rob Beckett? Rob Beckett. And Josh Widdicombe. Josh Widdicombe. Good job. That's a nice one. Yeah, it wasn't bad, was it? That is Caroline. <laughs> you're, you're, you, I can tell you've had a tough week by the lack of praise you're giving that child. Couldn't give a fuck, Rob. <laughs> I think this is why you're so funny to listen to and watch on telly, because in your, in three words, I can tell your mood. <laughs> you couldn't give a shit about that poor child. That poor child's on, on a podcast that the parents like and you just don't care. You just went, not you know bad, what? fuck off, whatever. Yeah, no, uh, that is Ryan. He'll be three in June. Congratulations, Ryan. He's in He's in Melbourne. Ooh, oh, so my he's, God. They've got 50 days with no cases there. Bloody hell. Have they? According to his email, Rob, that wasn't off the top of my head. Um, <laughs> you're, really, you're really across the COVID rates. Yeah, I'm really into it, actually. I am. Yeah. Um, Despite, I reckon I haven't read a news story about COVID in three months. I don't think I've clicked through on a news story. About, do you know when? Do you know what oh, I mean? remember I, Cummings? I was just like refreshing Twitter every twenty-five yeah, minutes. Fucking hell, man! I oh, tell you what. Yeah, you tell it, me. It's amazing, isn't it? Today to have news that you actually click on and you you're interested in reading. The Prince Philip situation. There's, there's now chat about. No, can we discuss something with Prince Philip? Do, you do know he's dead, Josh. <laughs> Okay, cool. Just checking. Um, Matthew Crosby of this uh, of this podcast was watching CBeebies with his uh, daughter. Yeah, and they had a minute silence for Prince Philip on the on the funeral day. <laughs> oh yeah, because I'm sure all the uh, viewers observed that. Also, how many parents are having to explain the concept of death? Try explaining the concept of fucking silence, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine the telly stopping in your house? The noise. 
Oh my god! Um, how are you though, Josh? Are oh, you seem a bit more positive now? Just at the beginning, you seemed a little bit tense. I've just got some stuff. Yeah, I've just got some stuff off my chest. But I'd, I'd like to apologise for to uh, Caroline and her son Ryan because I'm feeling in a better mood now. Yes. Um, okay. Good. Just good takes a couple helped. of minutes of the podcast. <laughs> How's your week been? Um, if I'd say the death of football was one of the positives, Rob. <laughs> And for people that are aware, this is the European Super League. If people um, aren't aware of that, they're not they're not aware of what lockdown is, Rob. It's the biggest news story <laughs> in the world. True. Look, Lou did say to me, went, what's all this palaver yeah. with the football then? And yeah. I broke it down to, with her, and I, I think she regretted asking. Um, could I just say that we should dispel rumours um, that we've been having secret Zoom calls with uh, the Ramseys and Off Menu about setting up a... Uh, Separate podcast network. I'll be honest with you, Josh. I will be bought out. I would love to be bought. <laughs> I would. I'm at hands up. China, the, the Middle East, come and get me. I, I would happily be owned by a sheikh and get paid billion pound a week. Probably a bit. That's a bit overpriced, isn't it? That. What does footballers get? Three hundred grand a week, and he just farms me out. Whenever he wants a podcast, yeah. I'll do it for him. You'd happily do a podcast with some people in Madrid that you don't have any interest in podcasting oh. with. Of course, on a Wednesday night, and and I can never be sacked from the podcast. That's the dream gig, isn't it? <laughs> and then at the weekend, you can just send in some kind of reserve to do your actually your other podcast. We really need to break China with this podcast, Josh. I think that's what's holding <laughs> us back. Once you get China, the world's your oyster. Exactly, exactly. Um, now, um, I can't remember what I was saying. Oh, oh your week? How's your week been? Apart from the death of football. Right, so I've written down some things here, Rob. Oh, I know it's a good one. He's written it down. I had I had a really bad evening, Rob. I had a really bad oh, evening. No. It's not too um, bad, is it? I've not gone into happy. No, no, it was just stressful. Okay. Um, How pregnant is Rose now, by the way? Just to get a, an idea of this. Three and a half weeks to lift off. Oh my god, that is a stressful time, Josh. It's yeah. So it all comes down to that, really. So my, our daughter, she's it's kind of weird because you expect her to have issues. With the brother, she's very excited about the baby brother. Yeah. But the main issue is the inability of her mum to kind of be able to move very much or lift her out of the bath. Oh, okay. That, that makes sense. I thought I thought you was going for a personality character assassination. No, there. yeah, the inability of her mum to empathise. <laughs> I thought that's where you were going and I was like, holy <laughs> fuck, this is big. Josh has slammed Rose. But no, you mean uh, physically she's a bit, you know, she can't get around she can't as much. Lift her she's out heavily, the bath. heavily um, pregnant. Yep. It's what's quite difficult in the last couple of days is so it takes Rose a while to be able to just, she can't just get up <laughs> like from being asleep. <laughs> yeah, know, of course. Fine. Yeah, she's tired and heavy and awkward and got a big bump. Yeah, she can't I, get the, your daughter out of the bath. Um, and, you, and you struggle with that, don't you? But you've been doing weights. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we've got a walking bath for a three-year-old. <laughs> Just that he's never had biceps, have you, Josh? You're a, you're a distance man. <laughs> exactly. I'm like Moses Kiptanui. Um, <laughs> Who the fuck was that? Who was that? Well, that's a great reference. Who's the distance? Who oh, was? just someone from in sport was worth watching, mate. Before. <laughs> what was their name? Moses Kiptanui. He was a oh, distance yes. runner in the 90s. Gabriel Selassie. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Let's do your niche distance runners, guys. Yeah, we know do you know what? Mainstream once, we, once we take the bloody uh, billionaire pound to form a Super League, well, they'll force us. They'll force us to say Mo Farah because we yeah. won't be able to do these references. So yeah. Let's enjoy it now. I've got to work on my Chinese athletes as well. <laughs> I've got some reference points. Anyway, yeah. Sorry. 
So each morning she'll wake up, and now she started demanding Rose every morning. Oh, no. So, oh, it's just, which, oh, it's just, anyway, it's stressful, but it's yes. fine. So then you go in because you're physically able to, and then she cries because she wants a mum. Yeah. I think they know as well. Cries is a strong word, shouts. <laughs> <laughs> just screams, get away from me, I want mummy. Go stuff away, like stuff like that. Okay, you so know, yeah, that is usuals. annoying. Because it would yeah. be annoying, not annoying, but it would be difficult if you had to do all this, a lot of more stuff because you're the one who's not pregnant because that's tiring. You know, obviously you have to do it and you're happy to do it. But the fact that when you are trying to do it, they refuse your help, that's that's double pain, isn't it? So your heavily pregnant wife is having to deal with the child while you're just... I don't know what I can do, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> so you're actually not doing much. So now no, I your am, daughter I am. hates it's you and your wife. It's, uh... <laughs> It's terrible. <laughs> no fault of your own. You're trying to help, but there's nothing help, you can do. Rob. You're trying but to help. I just, yeah, Alex Brooker sent me re- two really good memes, and I do need to send them on to a couple of other people. Well, yeah. Anyway. So you're behind on your WhatsApp banter. Yeah. Um, so it's just been a bit difficult like that. Any, um, any, anything else that's been kicking off? Yeah, so there was one particular evening, Rob. Okay. One particular evening. Now, uh, this was um, maybe last Tuesday. And in the day, I'd had, you know, some annoying, some annoying work news. Like, so I, mean, I won't go into this, but um, like something that you thought was going to happen that maybe isn't going to happen, that kind of work Okay, news. so a bit of bad news. Bit of bad news, but but that kind of news, which isn't the confirmed bad news, but is maybe the bad news. So Alex Brooker and Adam Hills splintering off into a uh, last <laughs> leg forming, super league. They're, they're forming a last leg super league. Where only people with disabilities are allowed. You've had it too good for too long, Josh, with all your <laughs> limbs. Said, they said they would still be happy to uh, occasionally do a Zoom call with yeah. me once a weekend, just to keep so that I get some of the drip yeah, down money. Yeah, you've been but... sat there for ten years with all your limbs, <laughs> giving it the large one. Now it's time for Brooker and Hillsy to take over. Um, anyway, sorry, you've had bad news. I shouldn't really. <laughs> I'm not being very empathetic here as a friend. No, no, am that's I? fine. That's fine. Actually, it wasn't that bad that it wasn't bad until other things were laid on top of it. You know, that okay. kind of bad news. Yes. Where you, okay, yeah. So I was actually walking to nursery in the sun, Lovely. thinking, oh, do you know what? I think I'm quite enjoying life at the moment. <laughs> do you know what? It's fine. It's, you know, <laughs> do you know what? four weeks to go, this is all going very well. Are you right, yeah. Rob? You died. No, <laughs> it was making me laugh. Sorry. Yeah. Go. Just, yeah, just so bleak, but positive at the same time. It's yeah. hard to process. And then... Um, I pick up my daughter and I'm walking home and I got an email from um, from a, an unnamed promoter, Rob. We won't go into it. So this is a, the reason I'm stumbling is I'm trying to work out how to tell this story. Okay. But say, for instance, I had written a book that hadn't yet been announced, Rob. Yeah, for example, yeah. For example. Yeah. And you would, yeah, and it wouldn't be that because you wouldn't be allowed to mention that book until it's been officially announced. You wouldn't be allowed to mention announced. that. Yeah, of course. But maybe I would be allowed to mention it if, say, for instance, he had texted me with the heading of the text being the working title of the book that I submitted when I submitted the pitch two and a half years ago. Yeah, okay. Right, yeah. I'm confused now. So, yeah, I was confused. Okay. And he said... So he said... He he had sent me a text and it contained the working title I'd submitted to the publisher two and a half years ago. A book that you hypothetically might be writing. A book I might hypothetically be writing. Okay, right, I'm sort of with you, yep. yeah. Social distancing, of course. I don't know why yeah, I said so- that. It feels like <laughs> it feels of social distancing, of course, in the bubble. I feel like I should say that anyway, just to calm everyone down. <laughs> You've had an email, okay? You've had an email, okay? Get it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Josh, can I say so? This is the anecdote of a tired man. Yeah. 
It's more stress than tired rock. Okay, sure, it's more sorry, sorry. I'm stumbling over what I'm allowed to say. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. If I hypothetically had, but anyway, it's not my fault. This so okay, go on. So then I was like, he asked me if whether I'd do a gig for the launch of this hypothetical book, which he's got the old title for. I was like, why have you got the old title? And he's like, it's a news story on Chortle. Oh, what's what Chortle's the comedy website? Yeah, and uh, it turned out hypothetically by mistake. The Kindle version of the book had been launched on Amazon, containing the old title. Oh. And the description <laughs> was the paragraphs that I'd written when I'd pitched the book that had just been put in as dummy text. So I was very stressed. What? Can you imagine how stressed that is? Yeah, also, as well, could we just be clear to this that you have written a book that's going to be launched soon? Next week. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Because you cannot tell this story without just saying you've written a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, okay. I think that's fine because you know this, this has been—it's still a news story on Chortle because they won't take it down, Rob. They oh, won't okay. take it down. And get this—the story on Chortle, the dummy—you know—you have to write these paragraphs if you pitch a book or pitch a TV show, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. They've put them as my quotes. I've never even said these things in my life. I just put them in a pitch doc three years ago. They don't even describe the book, Rob. So, so how have they? How have they got this? Because they've got a Google alert on my name. So oh. when it came up on Amazon. Oh, so it's just something's gone wrong in the Amazon system. It's just been pumped yeah. out. Okay, I get yeah. you. As a pre-order, so the, there's no book there yet. Well, it's just a Kindle thing. Yeah, the book's not even there. <laughs> this is very stressful. You would be stressed at yeah. this point. You're, you're on the walk to Nursery as well. You know you I, can't no, I'm be on the doing... walk back, so I've got my daughter. So I can't even like just go, I need to be on my phone for the next half an hour. I've got to do this kind of stressed walk home thinking... Because someone else home. has brought you the information. It's not your yeah. management or the publisher. It's other guys going, oh, I've seen you've got a book out. And you're like, what? Yeah. I've seen you've got a book out with a very old title. Yeah. Can you imagine how stressed I am at this point, Rob? <laughs> yeah, very stressed. So then I get home. I'm trying to sort this out. <laughs> and then I'd say uh, the most extreme meltdown uh, our daughter has had in ages at bedtime happens. And it might be because I was exuding stress maybe, but I don't know. I think sometimes they pick up on it, but yeah. I yeah, don't know. If, I think you're really harsh. <laughs> okay. Two hours. Yeah. You know, like a, a full... Yeah, the story's still up there. Yeah. It's unbelievable, Rob. <laughs> it's unbelievable, Rob. <laughs> and they're refusing to take it down. Yeah. Well, do you know, do you want to know, do you want to know something, Rob? Yeah. Do you want to know something? I might have said to the publisher, and they will not be getting sent a review copy. So oh, they can... Oh, he's only gone and done it. He's only gone and done it. Are you blacklisted a website? Because they won't take down a PR release that was an I'm admin error on Amazon. I'm not blacklisting them, Rob. I'm just not giving them a bloody freebie. Yeah, they can buy it, can't they? They're for the... They can bloody well buy it. And they can buy it, Rob, because it's already available by mistake. <laughs> just two paragraphs. Just two paragraphs. It's, it's a very expensive book. It works at a pound a word. But what words they are. Um, that is weird they won't take it down, though, because it's obviously an admin error, and then you're going to send a proper press release next week. Oh, right, that is stressful. And then your yeah, daughter kicked so off. Th- then my daughter kicked off. And then, Rob, a different promoter, who I will not name. Okay. My phone started vibrating massively, and I looked, and it was nine consecutive WhatsApps Ooh. from a promoter okay. asking me to do four gigs. And I thought, I can't do these. This is the last thing I need. At this stage, yeah, I will deal with this later. Yeah, okay, yeah. Also, as well, they should be going to your agent who does your bookings rather than you directly. Is normally the rule, isn't it? Yeah, of because course, you... I would. I would have said that as well in case my agent is listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just these cash and hand gigs I like to do on WhatsApp. <laughs> the middle man, mate. <laughs> so, can you imagine what my mental state is like at this yeah, point? Yeah, yeah, you're stressed. Yeah, and then 45 minutes, 
passes. We manage to get the meltdown more or less under control. Rose is reading my daughter's story. My phone vibrates again three more times. Oh, no. It's the same promoter that messages read. I can see you've read the WhatsApp messages. Just say yes or no. Don't ignore me. Oh! Can you imagine my mental state at this point, Rob? (laughs) Yeah, because you do not like confrontation either, do you? I do not like confrontation (laughs) at the best of times, Rob. You hate... Because I will have a row with someone (laughs) that you will not... I know, and you're very placid and a nice guy and fair, but this for you, you are... I know what you're doing, right? You are getting stressed and you're pacing and you're clapping your fingers on your palms. You do yeah, that but I can't because I've got, I'm sitting on my daughter's bed, Rob. That's what I want to do. And do you want to dip your fingers in water and put it on your ears and your temple like you used to do when I you got stressed? I dip my fingers in an electronic socket, socket <laughs> at this moment, Rob. <laughs> Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Canva presents stories to keep you up at night. It was an ordinary work day until... The Singapore presentation is at... 3 a.m. The office was shocked. But that's when we sleep. Maya made it less scary with Canva. (laughs) I'll just record my presentation so Singapore can watch it anytime. Record and present anytime with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. So at the moment, a book's been released that's completely wrong, and the <laughs> website telling everyone in the comedy world won't take it down. Your daughter's kicking off, your wife's pregnant in three weeks to birth and cannot move, and now you're getting bullied by a promoter. Yeah, that's the long and short of it. And you started off going, I like life. Yeah. <laughs> okay. About um, an hour earlier, I was walking in the sun thinking <laughs> everything's going to be A-OK. So uh, did it get sorted? Well, you've been on short, Rob. <laughs> Are you doing the gigs? Are you doing the gigs? No, I'm not doing the gigs. I did I did manage to somehow apologise for not replying to the text. What the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> you apologise for not replying? <laughs> oh, Josh. I'm really sorry, mate. Um, Josh, this might make you feel better, okay? Because okay. I'm, I'm going to drop the hypothetically stuff. I actually have written a book that's coming oh, out. Actually, I, I knew. You knew. You don't have to pretend. Uh, it's something like you told me uh, you were expecting a baby and I had to pretend on the podcast. I didn't know already. <laughs> Um, but I am writing a book. Um, it's called. Oh, a... congratulations! Thanks, Josh. It's called a class act, and it's about the class system. Really, it's funny. It's a funny book, but about class and being a working class in a middle class world. That's basically it. I'm not going to hard sell it. Lovely. You all owe me a copy for do, a year of podcast for free. Do, do hard sell it, Rob? Yeah. Well, is my hard sell? Buy my fucking book. It's took ages, and all this is free. It's fair. Yeah, even if you buy it and don't read it, I think it's a fair swap, don't you, for this amount of content? Yeah. And do you know what, Rob? Yeah. I'm so inspired by you. I might write a book. <laughs> oh, hypothetically, of course, with social distancing, of course. But... Um, Rob, I can't wait to read your book. I just say that. And I do agree that if you do listen to this podcast, yeah. it would be a wonderful, wonderful thing to pre-order. Yeah, and yours as well. And what, the, what? I don't know what you're talking about, yeah, Rob. And Josh's. Buy mine and buy Josh's when his is sorted out. And what I'd like to say to listeners is I love you very much and thank you so much for being committed to this podcast. But it wouldn't be a nice gesture for you to buy our books. It's expected. <laughs> and if you're listening to this and you've listened to it for a year and you won't spaff 20 quid on a book or whatever it is, I no, don't know. It's cheaper than that these days, Rob. Not mine, mate. Mine's quality. <laughs> 
But anyway, this is forget that, right? That buy the book, please buy the book. It's, you can get just Google it. It's called a class act. But the thing is, right? This this will make you feel better about your week. When they asked me, because um, we haven't done the photo shoot for the cover. Oh yeah. Right. I haven't done a, a photo shoot for my book. I said to them, they went, oh, what photo do you want to use for the draft cover? Yeah. Um, and I, for a laugh, said, oh, use yeah. the one from the Guardian interview. <laughs> right? <laughs> As a joke. And it's only the fucking draft cover. Oh, Look, mate. I've just sent it. The, the worst part is that uh, the one I've sent you hasn't oh. got it on. But- oh, my God. Can I just say, the thi- I would like to take back that stuff about um, people buying your book. I don't think they should. <laughs> Because of the photo. No, but the worst well, I'm just saying, is- Rob, you should judge a book by the cover. And this looks... <laughs> is this one of those misery memoirs, Rob? <laughs> I, look like, I look like it's a book about somebody who tried plastic surgery and it went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the problem is, right, this is my issue with it. Because like, I said it as a laugh and they took me seriously and they've put it on. And I thought, well, that won't matter because it was just like a little photo. But it's not. It's on Amazon on, and all the websites now. So... It comes up when you search for it, and and the worst part is on the thumbnail on like the website it says draft cover, which doesn't say the photo's going to change. It might imply that it might change uh, from orange to blue. I, I do think a lot of people will be looking at that, going, "Yeah, I don't like the font." <laughs> there you go, Rob. The uh, Kindle edition is is available already. I've just checked that on Amazon, so you'll be pleased about that. Oh, perfect! The Kindle edition. Luckily, mine's got the right name. I I do look forward to reading your book, Rob, oh, and I also look forward to us um levering our books if i had a book into every episode until christmas oh yeah please come on just get it just just buy it guys the only way to stop us doing that would be to buy the fucking book yeah and get the publishers off my back do you know what we should do is we should do a little thing called spot rob and josh's pr commitments with the publisher when we like pop up on like random shows like you know gardener's world and i'm like yeah i do love flowers actually anyway i've got a book And they'll go, the thing about you and flowers, Rob, is I've looked at the draft cover of your book and you do have hay fever. Well, there's a thing I, 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 I'm happy I'm here, actually. I want to talk about pollen bombs because I got absolutely <laughs> pollen bombed. And it's a draft cover. Don't worry, we're going to do a photo shoot. It's a draft cover. Anyway, let's, let's stop talking about uh, books and talk um, about kids. Okay, Rob. But what I do want you to do in, in weeks to come is, yeah. I'm, as you know, I'm overly nervous about uh, confrontation or and that, that moves into promotion. Yeah, yeah. So maybe like next it. week you could... Uh, Give me some tips on promoing. That's a good idea. I'll do that. We'll do that next week. And also, we'll do that next week. I've got an idea. Should we set up a market stall somewhere and sell our books together? Yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. Fun. Just that get a pitch somewhere at the end of maybe Columbia Road Market where I used to work and just get a little pitch and flog our books for the day. That would be do fun. You know what would be lovely as a, as a Christmas gift would be getting both in the same package, wouldn't it? Do you know what really... What, I'm going to tell you a story. I've got to be careful here because the person... I, I, you know musical comedians or I like to call yeah. musicians they yeah. um, <laughs> no no some musical <laughs> comedians are good <laughs> but there was this one musical comedian I did a gig with him right and he had CDs of his stuff and at the end he was just sort of stood by CDs yeah and I went come on mate you've got to Sell them better than that. Like yeah. anyway, I started flogging. I sold about thirty CDs, right, of him, like five or eight quid a pop. He went, "Cheers, mate." Didn't give me a tenner. He just stood there watching me sell them. Oh, oh my! I was fuming. God. But um, well, we can sell books together, Josh. That'd be fun. yeah, that'd be good. You could give me. You could take me through this. You could take me through this, Rob. I've got some bin issues. Oh, you got bin issues. Talk me through the bin issues. Okay. I can't believe how bad my terrible day was. When I went back through it, I was like, oh, it was bad. Oh, so this is more on the same day? No, 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 no. But um, I did get some... This is how much... 
So you know, I've got I've gone to bi-weekly beer. Is that what it's called? Every two fortnightly, fortnightly, yeah. Bin collection, right? Bin, yeah, what are we talking Green about? Green bin bags. Oh, I, I'm just reading out what I've written down. <laughs> it's all right, this is car- this episode's carnage, isn't it? Yeah, we're both a bit manic. Yeah, can you believe how little energy I brought to the first minute, and now oh. it's going like this? <laughs> You're off the fucking Richter boy. Um, so I I need to order a second bin, Rob. I'm, I'm more than a bin every two weeks, but I'm terrified about applying to Hackney Council in case my application is rejected. Why don't you just buy a wheelie bin? Can you do... I don't think you can just buy a second wheelie bin, can you? Mate, do you think Bromley Council let me have seven extra bins? I've bought them all. Have you? Yeah. Where are you buying your bins? Uh, Lou, Lou got them off Amazon. Did she? And do they take them? Yeah. Right, I'm going to show you the cardboard above our fridge. I don't think she bought them off. I don't know where she got them off. I don't think it was Amazon. It's somewhere. The cardboard above your fridge. This is the kind of house we're living in at the moment. Oh, mate, that is... I've got more... You... If you give me two minutes, I'll take a photo of the cardboard down the side of my house. Yes, please. <laughs> it's the kind of shit we're running. See you in a second. I'll just fill in while Rob does that. If you are listening, um, don't buy his book. No one actually really wants to read that shit, do they? But say if someone else was coming out with a book, that that someone you're also a fan of, you could buy that one, for instance, I'd say. Oh, he sent the photo. I'll shut up. I've sent it. Yeah, I've, re- I've seen it. <laughs> I think, I think you've got a lot of cardboard, Rob. There's yeah. no denying you've got a lot. It's nice to see that we use the same brand of ethical toilet paper. That's yes, very nice. Exactly. It's very stiff neck of me, isn't it? Very stiff neck. Um, I would say you've got to flatten as you go, Rob. No, but that's, I'm building up there. We'll put it all on Instagram. I'm building up an afternoon. An afternoon of flattening. I can flatten it with a podcast in for a couple of hours. Oh, tidy up a bit, then trip to the dump. Oh, lovely! I'm, I'm, I'm creating a job for myself. Yes, yes, that's nice. It's like when you're a temp in an office. Yeah, you've got to look busy. Oh, mate, when I did uh, when I did work experience at four four two, one of the worst weeks of being ignored in my life. <laughs> Just trying to look busy, nothing to do. Really? offering people tea, them getting annoyed because you're offering them too much tea. Oh, well, why didn't they get you to do something? Well, do you know what I did do, Rob? What did you do? I wrote in, they asked me to write a letter for the letters page. Yeah. I wrote a letter for the letters page. Suggesting the European Super League. <laughs> <laughs> that was it a manifesto? Yeah, it was. I haven't seen a fucking penny. Um, <laughs> open up 442 the next month. Yeah. I'd only one letter of the month. <laughs> Let, yeah, I've won letter of the month, Rob. Free, I win a football-shaped alarm clock. Email them up. Can I have my football-shaped alarm clock? No, sorry, you're on work experience. You don't qualify. Well, that <gasps> is not what it said on the page, mate. That is corruption at the highest. That is corruption. They didn't want to give out an alarm clock, they did they? They didn't want to give out an alarm clock, Rob. Oh, bastards. Anyway. Awful bastards. Um, do you want to hear about my trip to Centre Parks? Yes. It was a dream. 50% oh. capacity. 50% capacity. Yep. I don't know if they did that on purpose as they bed back in because some of the stuff shut. Obviously, you can't eat and drink yeah, inside. Swimming pool was shut, but we got a bit of a refund. But it was it was it was quality. And we went, I tell you what's great. We went to have you ever been to Woburn Safari Park? Oh no, but I'd like that. So tell me about your your day, your your week, Rob. What did you do with your days? Well, the days, first day we got there and just chilled out, and they just love playing on the park and stuff. Oh, my five-year-old got a splinter. Oh, I'm talking right underneath her nail oh. to the base of the nail. My hand's going, Rob. My hand's going. 
and you're clapping, you're clapping. Like, I've never seen. I I oh, was like, oh, I was like, that can't be a splinter. Oh. It must be a, you know, like you get a bruise and it's on a line if yeah. you get your thumbs oh. trapped in the door, right? I was like, that must be a bruise. If she had a splinter like that, she'd be going mad. Anyway, they take a centre parks first aid centre. I cannot. That I'm not getting paid. I paid for my trip. This is not like an advert for centre parks. I paid for it all, and I, no one's asked me to say anything. That, that absolutely top level. It felt like it felt like the, what I imagine the hospital was like in the Truman Show. Just absolutely dedicated to one person. And you went in there, and there was a proper, fully qualified nurse that used like a proper implement on it. And it was a it was a one inch splinter under the nail that she used like a sucking out device and tweezers. Oh my god, Rob! How was your daughter screaming? No, because she was so good, the nurse. She was really upset before she went there, but they gave her a, bra- a bear for being brave oh, with a sticker, lovely. drew a little mouse on the plaster. But oh, I, honestly, mate. mate, I couldn't believe how awful the splinter was. But um, that's no criticism on Centre Parks. No. In a bark-based park, there's going to be some wood trouble. Exactly. That makes my hand go, mate. That- yeah, oh, mate, I can't do nails. It was awful. It was horrific. Oh. But she dealt with it like a trooper. And that's what the, the safari parks are this, right? What do you see? Mate, they've got, we saw a baby bear. We saw lions. We saw tigers. But properly up close, right? There's a bit. There's giraffes. There's elephants. It's great. Honestly, really that's good. Brilliant. And Did you just sit in the car? You just Yeah, you just sit in the car, but seatbelts off for the kids. And they sat on my lap and drove the car. Probably illegal, oh. but we loved it, Josh. It's not illegal on private land, is it? No. Going at two miles an hour. Do you know what, Rob? No one's listening. We'll get away with it. <laughs> Actually, uh, I didn't do that. I just lied. Yeah, exactly. And I don't have well, a book. <laughs> no, no, we don't know what we're doing anymore. But all I know is when we was in that car, we were social distancing, of course. Yes. Um, of course. <laughs> anyway, so we're driving around, but there's a monkey area, Josh, yeah. where monkeys jump on your car. No. That, I didn't know that happened in real yeah. life. Yeah, that happens in real life, yeah? So they jump on the car and we've got like a, w- a window so you can see through it, yeah? On the roof, a like panoramic window roofing. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Anyway, but we was like, this is so exciting. Last time we went, they jumped on the roof. This time we went round, they didn't jump on the roof, Josh. And then we was disappointed. But you'll get to go around again if you want. And then the second time we had, I'd say, nearly 10 monkeys on our roof. Bloody hell. And are you not worried about your paintwork? Well, it's an old cash car. I don't really care, to be honest with you. Um, this is my. This is like. Yeah, that's your monkey my, car, isn't it? It's my monkey car. <laughs> it's my monkey car. But no, it's we've had it about six years, and the kids have just ruined it with crisps, so right, we're not right. really bothered. But anyway, it jumped on the roof. But I've got, I've got a slight confession, Josh. Oh no, you got aroused. No, no. I'm oh, sorry. No, carry on, carry on, Rob. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. No, that was that was the rhinos. I just the horn just does something. <laughs> There is an animal there called a wild Somali ass, which is great fun to say. <laughs> like, hey, kids, who wants to see some wild Somali ass? Anyway, we had 10 monkeys on the roof of the car because before we went around it a second time, I rubbed some banana on the roof. Oh, mate. Look, the rules are you're not allowed to feed the monkeys. You are not allowed. I would not recommend it, but they do jump on your roof. I would not recommend it because yeah. uh, uh, you're not allowed to feed you feel the monkeys. Them licking your roof? I didn't feed a monkey. I, at two o'clock every day, rub a banana on my roof. Always done it. Always done it. And that, it just so happens that it's that was luck, what was going through. It? It's just a little banana rub for luck. And didn't it pay off? Didn't it pay off? Yes. So the only problem with that was I did get caught on Twitter. Some people messaged me saying, Oi, Becky, I saw the monkeys on the roof of your car and I saw some banana that you'd smashed into your no. roof. But... 
it got monkeys. That's what I'm saying. But um, I wouldn't recommend doing it. Do it. I wouldn't recommend do it um, because it is you're not allowed to feed them. Um, and uh, to be fair, it was a minuscule amount of banana. But just the smell got on there, Josh. There's nothing more exciting than a monkey jumping on your car than them not damaging it, jumping off it onto your friend's car who's got a nicer car. I think that oh. is the greatest feeling in the world. Oh. A couple of other things happened. Basically, in Centre Parks, there's like we could. I had my first beer outside. Yeah. Obviously, because it would be the 12th of April. So we sat outside the sports bar, had a little beer whilst the kids played in the park, right? So that was great. We could watch them in the park. Um, and then afterwards, we went to the park market. It's like a little supermarket. And they've got like little trolleys um, that the kids can use. Anyway, I'd not been drinking for ages. I had two pints. I was off my face. You were absolutely smashed. I spent £150 in the park market. What? One of my daughters bought seven Kinder Eggs. Whoa, Rob, that's one a day. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't realise they were going through. I was so overexcited oh, and drunk. Man. They absolutely, I felt like a, you know, like a tourist getting mugged yeah. in the middle. Yeah, and, I, and they just <laughs> absolutely, one of them picked up a DVD of Captain Corelli's Mandolin. I nearly put that in. I was just so high on life. And then because we were all giddy and overexcited, my youngest now does a thing called Mooney Bum Bum, where she just gets her ass out. Wow. And shouts Mooney Bum Bum. And she was doing it in the shop. They're young. They're fine. They're enjoying life, Rob. As long as you don't join them, that is completely fine. <laughs> I basically, I pull my trousers down, wipe some banana on my ass and scream, come and get me. And <laughs> you know what? It's one of the best holidays I've ever had. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm going to whisper some things to you now about Crunch Chocolate Bars, because apparently this whispering thing is a thing that makes you feel things. It's saying... Something crunchy is coming in the candy wrapper language. Mm. Imagine your tongue hiking up those crispy, rocky ridges. Now, drum roll, please. Wow, that's good. Crunchy, munchy chocolate doesn't whisper. Turn up the fun with crunch. Uh, Rob, I've got a bit of a parenting conundrum for you. Yeah, go on. So... We had some flowers, some flowers on the table, right? And they yeah. they were coming to a, coming to the natural end. So my daughter yeah. likes to kind of chop them up, play with the petals, yeah. And then she was like, "I'm going to plant my flowers." Oh no! Yeah, and we've been watering the garden all week, and we've also planted chilies and um, tomatoes, and she's really excited about this all. So she's like, "I'm going to plant my petals," and she was so excited. And I thought I should yeah. just say, and I said. Just so you know, they might, you know, there's a chance they won't grow into yeah. flowers. And she looked so sad, so sad, Rob, oh. that I, I, I said, but you never know, right? Yeah. Knee jerk with Of course you would. We haven't, we've planted them. Yeah, but you got, you just deal with it later. Just yeah. deal with it later. Just let her have the dream. We've watered them, Rob. Yeah. So what should I do? I'm toying with going to buy some plants, Rob. That's exactly what I was going to say. Just get something like a little pansy and just yeah. plant it when she's at school. And then when she comes home, you can be like, look what you've created. Do you think she'll fall for it suddenly being there? Yes. 
<laughs> she's three, mate. And if she's got a problem with it, what's she going to say? Well, that grew quick. Yeah, you're really good, aren't you? Yeah. We've picked up some tips listening to Rob Beckett on Gardener's World flogging his fucking book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think do that. Like, yeah, go out there'll and be people, there'll be oh, people arguing, going, no, but you're lying to them. It's not true. Yeah, but like, I think who cares? Life's we, hard. Let yeah. them have a pansy. Exactly. We've got so many good emails this week, Rob. Perfect. Okay, well, let's do some emails. Okay, Rob. So let's start with this. Firstly, I've got good news. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm just going to send you something. You you said something last week. No, or a couple of weeks ago. If anyone was doubting whether you were being honest about it, here is proof. It's the Right Move page for Amir Khan's house. <laughs> oh, yes, please send it. <laughs> I'm sending no it. No garden. No garden. Not not only is it no garden, yeah. but uh, 0.7 on the key features is all blocked paved gardens. All it's, it's, blocked. it's listed as a feature. It's a, it's feature. a feature. Howard Brazier, thank you for that, by the way. Thanks, Howard. Um, how much? 1.5 million. I mean, also, like, no offence, but who wants to spend that much money on a house in Bolton? I mean, I can't say no offence and say that. But it's... <laughs> Okay, some offence. But all I'm saying is, if you're going to spend that much money on a house, I'd argue that the countryside around Bolton is a lot prettier than central Bolton. It's lovely inside, though. If you are going to buy that house, I'm not sure grass is what you're into, Rob. (laughs) Hey, Rob and Josh, this is David Braddock. Come on, Braddos. I love the podcast. I've been listening since day one. Thank you. After listening to the Nadia Hussein episode where she tells her I got her daughters to do mundane tasks such as unsubscribe from her emails, yeah. it brought back a memory from when I was younger. During the summer holidays, me and my sister would spend a few days each week with my auntie. She was the manager of a petrol station in Formby near Southport. Sounds like a Peter Kay pitch. Yeah, it, also, I'd say near Southport isn't as helpful as he thinks it is. Oh, I did a gig in Southport and the... The hotel that I went to, oh my god, it was like a you know, like a house, a a hotel they put people in between prison and a council flat, (laughs) halfway house. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's where all the footballers live, though. Southport, isn't it? Not in the centre. No, not in the (laughs) centre. Yeah, Stephen Gerrard lives above Ladbrokes. Look, the rule is central in central city areas, you live in a penthouse or you get a big house in the country. That's what footballers do. Certainly bloody now, the rich bastards, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> Auntie Marion would pick us up in the morning and take us to work with her. We both loved it because she would get, her, would get us doing loads of mundane tasks, like restocking the shelves, picking up the litter around the forecourt and restocking the little plastic gloves near the pumps. Now, you may laugh at that, Rob, but I used to have that job one summer as well at a Safeway petrol station in Totnes. <laughs> what, what, just filling up the gloves? That was your whole job? No, so I worked, no, but I worked at the petrol station, but the best job was the litter pick because you got one of those little picker things. Yeah. And then you would end it, they'd give you a ticket for the jet wash and you'd get to wash the jet wash with the jet wash. Yeah, well, that, yeah, that is better than working on a checkout. Yeah. It Fresh was air, power yeah. in your hands. Exactly, you felt like a real man. I used to love doing the cardboard crusher machine at the the supermarket I worked in. Barrel them up. Oh, I loved it. Just really not much different to my life now, just sort of sorting cardboard out. (laughs) Yeah, you're just doing it it without the crusher now. Just doing it in the alleyway on the side of my house rather than the alleyway behind Sainsbury's (laughs) Chisworth. To everyone else, these were teasiest jobs, but we enjoyed them because it made us feel grown up. I was 10 and my sister was 13. One day, we were in the back office. On the wall, I saw a large red button. 
When my sister went to the toilet, I did what every 10-year-old would do, and I pushed it. Oh, no. Nothing happened, so I pressed it again. Still nothing. I repeatedly pressed it for a good minute, waiting for some sort of light to come on or secret door to open, but nothing happened. Five minutes later, I heard multiple police sirens coming from somewhere very close. Went out the office to have a look, and to my surprise, I saw two riot vans and three police cars. I mean, I'd get fire engines. All on the petrol station forecourt. That's a bit extreme for a petrol station. I'm like, well, is this? it because there's lots of robberies in petrol stations? Liquid gold. Liquid gold. It's liquid gold. No, but I thought that would be for like, if there's a fire. Because that's surely a fire is at a petrol station is a bigger risk than someone robbing it. You'd think, wouldn't you? Also, I don't know how much money Southport, Formby, <laughs> petrol stations take in. There's to- a lot of footballers around there with them. <laughs> <laughs> Those big guzzling Range Rovers. <laughs> exactly. The police were everywhere. The people on the forecourt filling up their cars all had a look of panic on their faces. My auntie was in complete shock. I suddenly realised what I'd done. I'd pressed the panic button, not once, but several times in quick succession caused a massive police response. I decided to hide in the stockroom until the police left. Oh, no. My auntie never asked me if I pressed the button. It was only years later, a family get-together, that I came clean to her. She told me that she knew it was me all along, but was waiting for me to own up. She also said that the petrol station company got a very large fine for wasting police time, and she got serious warning. Oh, Auntie Marion. I tell you what, Auntie Marion, stop taking children to work. Well, exactly. Do you know why she, she couldn't? She couldn't say it was him. Well, who would have thought allowing a child in a petrol station running around cleaning it that they might press a button? All I'm saying is, Auntie Marion, you know, you, you took a risk and it didn't fully pay off. Exactly. Exactly. Sounds like a nice lady, though, Auntie Marion. If she if works, doesn't she? She yeah. does. <laughs> why don't we do this? I'll open a present. Open a present. Last present. Then we'll do the small business shout out. Yes, mate. Let's do that. What is this? It is for Louise. These are presents that my wife hasn't sent since 2018 to our relatives that have been sitting. Oh, dear, Rob. Oh, no. What is it? More chocolate. chocolates. More out of date chocolate. More out of date chocolate. Oh, my God. It looks terrible. <laughs> Used by date. 28th of April, 2016. Oh, my God. They're getting older. What is going on? I'm going to send you a photo of that now. Yes, please. That looks absolutely awful. Should I try one? (laughs) You sound like a YouTuber that's run out of ideas. (laughs) Yeah, let's do the haunted house, and then I'll do a fake fight. Here it is. Oh, yeah, I've got it. Oh, they look like a bag of shit. They look appalling. They look like a dog shit. Looks like dog shit in a bag. Your <laughs> Rose is so lucky you didn't send it. Yeah. Well, that could have arrived in someone's house. It's fine. <laughs> oh, Merry Christmas. Do you know what? Yeah. Next week, Rob, that is five years out of date. That is... What was, where did Rose find it? We need answers. We need to... I'm going to get to the bottom of that. Okay, right. We sort that out. Rob, now, we yes. like to... Uh, we're trying to give some shout-outs to small businesses, Rob. Yeah. Well, I've got one. It's two young and up-and-coming comedians that have got books out. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'll start. You start. Hi, guys. Please give my wife, Jill's small business a shout-out. She's a very hard-working nurse on the neonatal intensive care unit at Milton Keynes Hospital. Oh, close to Woburn. 
Exactly. Fancy rubbing a banana on your roof after a shift? Thank me later. That genuinely, Rob, sounds like something that you'd end up having to defend saying in a sexual harassment case. Sounds like a kinky dogging thing, yeah. doesn't it? He wants three men in there. He's just rubbed banana on his roof. That's a sign. <laughs> That's a sign for it. <laughs> oh, right. Sorry, Josh. This is a real... Do you want to know the ultimate gear change that we've ever had? I'd say oh, it's that banana riff into this next sentence. Oh, God, sorry. Okay. <laughs> She's a very hard-working nurse in the neonatal intensive care unit at Milton Keynes Hospital. After seeing so many parents despondent at the limited choice of clothes available for their premature baby, seeing babies often in clothes that are too big or not suitable for babies connected to monitors or tubes, she's decided to do something about it. Shrubbing banana on the roof. (laughs) Apologies to everyone. Sorry. We didn't know. She's basically a nurse in a neonatal intensive care that is designing sort of small and adaptable clothing for children that are in intensive care. I mean, Jesus Christ, why did I do the banana? <laughs> Three men in a car, fucking someone senseless because he's rubbed banana on his roof. Let's hear about what normal and nice people do. Do you know what, Rob? How is that her if job and this is to, mine? If people want to show a distaste for your behaviour, they should go on www.little-mouse.co.uk because she sourced premature baby clothes from across the world. Uh, had some designed and manufactured herself by a small British factory. So that is www.little-mouse.co.uk. Little Mouse has clothes and gifts for babies as small as one and a half pounds in weight. Oh, what a woman. Oh, cause yeah. I, that, do you know what? That is good because I've had friends that have had premature babies and it's a bit awkward because you normally buy the present in advance and it's, you don't want to give someone an outfit that won't fit them and say this will be when they're bigger. So it's nice to be able to get them something that they can put them in early doors. And um, do you know Tyson Fury was premature? Was he? He, he weighed a pound. No. Six foot nine, heavyweight champion of the world now. And, Bloody um, hell. I know, it's mad, isn't it? Um, and, but, you know, but Little Mouse weren't around then, so he was probably no. knickered for ages. But um, that's great. What a Go great... Go to little-mouse.co.uk. I've got such banana roof regret. I think it's all right. Do you know what, Rob? Yeah. Other podcasts would have edited that out, but we... Well, no, keep it in. I tell you what, while we're on honesty, I also wiped banana all over my genitalia and under my window and flashed it at the monkeys. Is that okay? <laughs> Do you have a small business? <laughs> I, do. I do have a very small business covered in banana. Okay. Hey, hi, guys. Long time listener, first time emailing. I had to get in touch to mention my business in the hopes you'll give me a much needed shout out. I am an illustrator, artist, and all-round maker, a mum of a wild two-year-old boy. My business is called Dorkface, and I can be found on Instagram at Dorkface Creates. I create colourful and quirky art, make enamel pins, T-shirt stationery, and all sorts. Anything I can put an illustration on. I do. I've struggled through lockdown trying to work on my business while looking after a little boy as my husband is training to be a nurse. He decided to completely change his profession last year as he wanted to help the NHS and do something really important to help people. Amazing. Is he making little clothes though? No, he's not. So he needs to push more. Okay. Being a nurse is not enough anymore. That's right, Josh, isn't it? <laughs> no, that's very good. Congratulations. And that's very impressive. Well done. And this is uh, this is great. Uh, it's great that he's becoming a nurse, but it's meant a lot of eight nights working and just trying to work on my product and make some sales while I was looking after my child has been really hard. Any help would be amazing. We love the podcast. I want to say thank you for making me laugh through some bleak and lonely times. Well, Gemma, um, here's your shout out at Dog face creative. I've had a look. 17,000 followers. You're doing well, Jen. Keep doing going. Well. 
and have a look there. And I'm sure she does sort of um, request designs and stuff. It's really good illustrations, really fun and quirky. I think my daughters would love stuff like that in their rooms and things. But yeah, Dork Face Creates and Little Mouse are our business shout outs this week. Good luck, people. Good luck. Thank you to everyone for listening. Genuinely, Rob, mm-hmm. this has been superb for my mood. Do you know what I've done? I've rubbed banana on your roof. You've rubbed banana on my bloody <laughs> roof. So who's rubbed banana on his roof? That should be the new saying. You, <laughs> you know, when they someone's like, you go, cool, who's rubbed banana on his roof? You know what's going to happen, Rob? I'm going to be walking to nursery after this with a spring in my step, and then I'm going to get a text giving yeah. me some absolutely appalling <laughs> news Yeah, about a DVD that I didn't know I was releasing that's been leaked to the Times. <laughs> And it, and it was written in like 2001. Yeah. And it's things that aren't, that were okay then, but not okay now. Um, anyway, well, good luck with your hypothetical book launch next week, Josh. Cheers. Um, and congratulations on your book. Do go out and pre order it, people. It is called something about class. Is it it's class? called a class act. It's and, a class it's got, act. and it's a human sloth on the cover. There will be a proper cover, though. Don't worry about that. Um, right. Speak to you on Friday. Bye. 